and welcome to this week's Innovation Forum Briefing, a regular guide to what's happening in the world of sustainable business. I'm Ian Welsh. Coming up in April will be the next in our Sustainable Apparel and Textiles Conference series in Amsterdam. To find out how the event is shaping up, I spoke with my colleague Hannah Halmari. And it's a busy week for the Innovation Forum team, with two free webinars coming up. See listening for full details of how to join. First though, to talk about some of what's coming up this week in the world of sustainable business, here's Innovation Forum's B. Stevenson. I guess there's only really one show in town this week, COP28 in Dubai. What are you expecting to see? Exactly. This is the annual Climate COP or Conference of the Parties where delegates from nearly every country on earth will be gathering to negotiate global goals for tackling climate change, to present their individual countries' plans for contributing to these goals and to report on their progress. And this is also going to be running until the 12th of December. We'll be giving an update on what's to come for each week. The centrepiece of the COP28 negotiations will be the conclusions of the global stock take, under which nations have evaluated their progress towards the goals of the Paris Agreement. One key COP28 outcome will be a decision text concerning the stock take. This is intended to reflect on efforts so far and lay out what parties agree should happen going forward. And parties have submitted their views on what they expect from this document, reflecting their own priorities. But given the all-encompassing nature of the stock take, these submissions are quite varied. Okay, let's hope we don't just get a whole lot of hanging and um, everyone's saying, oh, we're nowhere near moving forward fast enough. We know all of that, but we just need to find out how we are going to move forward. What are the focus areas for negotiations? There are four main focus areas. The first is transitioning to clean energy, which we've talked about a lot. So fast tracking the energy transition and slashing emissions before 2030 to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees above and pre-industrial levels as per the Paris Agreement. This goal is still just within reach, but extremely rapid and decisive action is needed now. Issues up for negotiation include the phase-out of fossil fuels, the phase-out of unabated fossil fuels, and then also tripling renewable energy and doubling in energy efficiency and a lot of talk about coal as well. The Carbon Brief has a really helpful tracker online on different countries' priorities and positions on these key issues, so you can look at that. Didn't we talk about coal in Glasgow two years ago? I thought that was all done and dusted. So here we go, we're still talking about the things that should have been resolved years ago. It's not been phased out, so we hope. And the second priority is centering nature, people, lives and livelihoods at the heart of climate action. So this means helping the most vulnerable communities to adapt to the change that's already occurring. And we've seen wreaking havoc across the world this year. This will give rise to discussions around climate adaptation funding and loss and damage funding, both of which have been promised by richer countries, but which haven't been delivered adequately yet. Which brings me on to the third theme, which is delivering on finance. This is about delivering on these promises and setting the framework for a new deal on finance, with the idea being that climate finance must be affordable, available and accessible to developing countries. And a key action will be to get a new fund for climate change induced loss and damage up and running in this COP. And then finally, mobilising inclusivity. Really at this COP, trying to ensure that decisions and discussions and how solutions are then implemented These processes are truly inclusive and done in collaboration with Indigenous peoples and local communities. So lots of ambition, which is good to see. Do look out for our COP coverage over the next few weeks. We've got a couple of things coming up. We've got an opinion piece from Mike Scott, climate journalist, on what he thinks is likely to happen. And we'll have some other content. And if you're attending COP and would like to come on the podcast, do get in touch. Always keen to hear from new people and keen to get other voices on the podcast. 
I said that it's only a game in time, but we do have Innovation Forum. We have two webinars coming up this week. Uh, B, we've got first on Tuesday a webinar on regenerative food systems in Africa and talking about scaling solutions to empower smallholder farmers. What's happening in that one? That's looking at the current financial, economic and technological barriers preventing a lot of African smallholders from implementing more sustainable farming techniques and then helping to scale regen ag in the region as a whole and about how value chain stakeholders can work together to build this capacity and scale solutions to help smallholder farmers to do this. We have a great panel. We have Sheila Komen Kino from the African Fertilizer and Agribusiness Partnership, Alan Johnson from the International Finance Corporation, Anthony Kyoko from the Cereal Growers Association, and then Evelyn Masirka from BioCropScience. And I got the chance to talk to Veronique Schmidt, who's the head of communications for EMEA at BioCropScience, about our partnership and why we've been working together to put out this Focus on Farmers series. Hi, Veronique. Welcome to the Monday Briefing. Hi, Bia. So we've been working together to convene the Focus on Farmers webinar series over the last year. And I wondered why Bayer set out initially to convene this series. The Focus on Farmers series really emerged from a conviction, a conviction that it takes actors from across the entire food value chain to drive the systemic change we need towards a more sustainable farming. And on the one side, you've got farmers who face numerous constraints, climate challenges and asks from industry that together hinder their productivity and profitability. And on the other end of the spectrum, it's us, the consumers. We as consumers have a desire for enough, healthy and nutritious food, not just for ourselves, but for our children and our families. In collaboration with the Innovation Forum, we at Bayer Crop Science, want to provide a space to engage, a space to engage with farmers again, food processors, FMCGs, retailers, NGOs, and policy to discuss concrete innovations and collaborations for a better impact at the grower level. The Focus on Farmers series, as you know, consists of these one-hour webinars. We center leaders that have a similar, and this is important, desire and stakes in sustainable consumption production around that grower. And then together, they get to explore a specific challenge or pain point. And you ask me, what do we get out of it? I mean, they are like one hour, right? How much can you achieve in one hour with people you may know a little bit about or not? Or sometimes there's partners involved. The very first one that we did was with Diana Lenzi, who was at that time president of the European Council of Young Farmers. And what Diana had to say about the needs and specific challenges of young farmers and their experience was so insightful that actually coming from the webinar, we did another number of internal and external collaborations going forward. And our desire is that if more of that can happen, or maybe perhaps one day we can make a project happen that will actually, you know, drive more change. That will be the ideal state, but that will be more like an outcome and a next step. We see those kinds of collaborations forming all the time at our conferences and through our webinars. And I also wanted to ask, what are you most looking forward to from next week's webinar on solutions to empower smallholder farmers in Africa? Very excited again on the panel next week. It will be specifically focused on smallholders and how to scale existing solutions and partnerships for more impact. We observe indirectly, there's a vast number of partnerships and innovative approaches in what is referred to as the last mile in the smallholder farmers ecosystem. 
and our colleague Evelyn Musioka, who is a passionate expert. I can't wait to hear her on that panel. She will be joining the conversation on Bayer's behalf to really help identify initial thoughts to potentially give more, right? We're talking scaling here, give more smallholder farmers a better chance at growing from subsistence to profit. And I hope we'll hear some of the people that we know, but also there's going to be a few people that we don't know. And really interested to hear what their ideas are, what it is they're working on. Because again, I guess there it's maybe less about that exclusive new innovation, but more specifically the scaling of what is already working in very isolated places and successfully so. Yeah, we're also very excited to see what kinds of points are raised by the panelists and also from the audience. Thanks, Veronique. Thank you. Look forward to that on Tuesday. We've also got a webinar on Thursday this week, at the Pathway to Nature Positive Business, Definitions, Measurements and Targets. B, what's going to come up then? That's really about how business can, first of all, define terms like Nature Zero and Nature Positive to help them measure and manage their progress, and then start to articulate their nature strategies and begin to set targets effectively to address a nature positive future. And then also, as a whole, which stakeholders need to be helping the collaboration that different stakeholders can have to further the agenda on this. So for this, we have John Buchanan from Conservation International speaking. We have Connor McMahon from Nestle, Larisa Davies from GSK, and then Gertz Martin from Golden Agri Resources. And again, I had the chance to speak to Gertz this week about why Gar wanted to convene this conversation with IF and the outcomes that he's hoping will come from the webinar discussion. Hi, Gertz. Welcome to the Monday Briefing. I just wanted to ask you why GAR has decided to partner with IF to convene this conversation on nature-positive business approaches. Nature is really the basis of our business, right? Everything what we are producing is highly depending on nature. And we are actually glad that the discussion, which was very much focused on carbon only, is expanding to take nature into account because it's a much more holistic approach. We as an agribusiness producer are certainly highly committed to protect and enhance nature, but we are still in early days in our journey. We hope that by partnering with the Innovation Forum, we can tap into your very wide network to get additional insights into our strategic thinking and the next steps we are going to take. And particularly from the webinar, what are you hoping to take away and what would you like for stakeholders in the audience to take away? I'm trying to take the viewpoint of a practitioner here, of a farmer on the ground, a land manager. I think the discussions I've been following so far have been at a relatively high level, maybe sometimes a little bit too abstract for a farmer who is implementing nature positive practices on the ground. So I hope that the webinar can help to translate policies and frameworks into what a farmer can do on the ground. That is one thing. I think then for sure the second is to get inspired by other panel members. Um, they are coming from um, different industries and will have a very different view on what nature positive means for them and how they approach it. And it's always good, I think, to look into topics from several lenses to make up your mind what's the right pathway. And for sure, also, I think there will be many people listening to the podcast while we're there. And so we hope for a very active discussion to get input to inform our strategy. We're really looking forward to it as well. And as ever with our partners, and webinars, really hoping to drive some impact. So thank you, Gertz. Thank you. Looking forward to those two webinars. B, thanks a lot. Thanks, Ian. On the 23rd to 24th of April, the Innovation Forum team will be back in Amsterdam for the next Sustainable Apparel and Textiles event. This was our biggest conference in 2023, selling out. 
To hear about 2024, I caught up with Innovation Forum's Hannah Homari. Let's talk a bit about the events coming up next year. What are the key themes emerging for the conference? For the 2024 Sustainable Apparel and Textiles Conference, we're covering all the key environmental and social issues as usual. Next year, we have a specific focus on legislation with the 16 pieces of legislation currently on the table relevant to the textiles industry in the EU. There's a lot to cover there. So we'll be looking at what those mean for the industry in the EU and beyond. And of course, what a proactive brand response actually looks like to these. And then climate, of course, a huge topic, nature positive, biodiversity strategies. And then we'll cover a number of issues from sustainable design and material innovation to responsible sourcing and ethical trade, circularity, consumer engagement, a wide range of topics covered. And great that we're covering the regulation. There's so many regulatory issues coming up in this sector and others. It'd be really good to have a comprehensive discussion on those and hopefully involving representatives of the European Commission as well. Who else is on board to take part? Already confirmed to speak, we have senior representatives from the likes of VF Corporation, Lindex, Chloe, Gantz, The White Company, Diesel, Pacific Jeans, Aldi, eBay, Marco Polo, Eurotex, and the list goes on and on. So already a number of fantastic speakers. What should those coming to the conference expect next year? What are the format for this time? As always, the entire event is held under the Chatham House rule and everything is entirely discussion-based. So we have our no PowerPoint, no presentation rule. We really want to facilitate candid and progressive discussions. We'll have a number of plenary sessions. Then we also have our breakout sessions in the afternoon. So these are those smaller, more focused and more technical conversations. And then next year, we're also doing our additional track called The Fifth Room. Those are those sessions where it's max 20 people in a room and there's no panel. There's no speakers. Instead, everyone in the room has to participate and contribute their thoughts and experiences and mistakes. These rooms are focused on the more controversial topics in the industry. So, yeah, really looking forward to those. The fifth room sessions which were run this year have been really interesting. Very candid conversations, people coming to the room, confident in the knowledge that the conversations are totally off the record. Really interesting conversations we've had about some really difficult topics. Looking forward to those. Hannah, how can everyone get involved? If you're interested in joining us as a delegate, you can register online. We have a discount in place until Friday the 1st of December. So if you register before then, you'll save 500 euro on your pass. If you're interested in joining us as a speaker, please do just reach out to me at hannah.holmari at innovationforum.co.uk. And we also have a number of sponsorship opportunities still available. So you can just reach out to myself or my colleagues, Gabby or Anita. So yes, there's three ways to get involved. Uh, there's some sponsorship opportunities. There's some speaker opportunities and really good time to register as a delegate. And it's 500 euros discount if you register by Friday the 1st of December. Hannah, I'm looking forward to the event very much. Likewise. I hope you find the webinars useful if you're able to join them this week. If you can't watch live, sign up anyway and we'll send you a link to the recording when we publish it. Do look out as ever for the weekly podcast on Thursday and for further reflections on our recent conferences. But that's it for now. I've been Ian Welsh and goodbye.